We are back. We are back in the building. And uh, I have learned that I've got to start uh, uh, putting out my my uh, website and also the, the social media pages in the beginning, because most of you guys don't even make it to the end. So uh, my website is www.sacredhourministries.com. There, there are links to my two books that I've written uh, that you can find on Amazon.com. The first is entitled When the Stars Stop Shining. And the second one is entitled A Kingdom Abandoned. Also, we've got I've got two social media websites where you can interact with me. The first is on Facebook. I've got some videos up there. Uh, the link is the sacred hour ministries dot com. And then also we're on uh, Instagram, uh, the sacred hour ministries. And, uh, you know, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud. And hey, welcome, welcome to the Sacred Hour podcast. And we're, if you're just listening to us for the first time, we've been in the Epistle of James. Um, we're now, we've, we've inched our way, we've moved our way slowly to chapter two. And so those who have been listening uh, to the James series from the beginning are very happy because we had been on James chapter one for at least uh, two long and excruciating weeks. But now we've made it. Thank God we've made it to chapter two. And let me start reading um, this uh, chapter two of the epistle of James. Uh, He says, my brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality or favoritism. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, And there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, how much noise, how much noise are you going to make with the door? See this, this, see, hold on y'all. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. People I'm, 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 I'm doing a podcast and I just told this certain individual that lives in my home. She will rename. She will remain nameless. Just all up. Just, oh. You never can get good help these days. Good grief. That's why I need you guys to sow. (laughs) That's why I need you guys to sow into the ministry so I can buy a studio so I don't have to worry about people, you know, coming in and out and come. You know, I can just focus, focus entirely on the mission at hand. But anyways, Brother James says, for if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel And there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Man. And listen, the church is guilty. He's saying if a person comes in with, with fine clothes on, nice diamond rings, a uh, 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 blinged out, iced out Jesus piece. He coming in with Gucci and Prada on. Don't the pastor say, hey, 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 you, 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 you come sit at the front. Or if a congressman comes in or somebody who's got a, a, a good, 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 good job. Hey, you come in, you sit in the front. We've seen it, folks. I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen it plenty of times. I've been in ministry now for the past 10 years. Actually, 11 years. I've seen it. You got somebody coming to the church who make a lot of money. Man, the pastor sit. The pastor had an usher sit them in the front quick. Give them the nice seats. 
Soon as church over, the pastor run right up to him or her. Quick. Hey, how you doing, brother? Uh, God bless you. Uh, 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 you want to come to my office and talk for a minute? Real quick. Why? Because you have a lot of pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, whatever their office is in the ministry. A lot of them are money hungry and greedy. Oh, yeah. And favoritism is seen all over the church, all over the world. I'm not saying that we shouldn't respect a person's office. Like if the president comes in, you know, of course, you know, you can ask me if you want to sit in the front or whatever. That's just respect in his office. But I mean, I'm not going to sit there and pay attention to you. James says, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place. And then you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. And here in America, you know, you've got church. I've been to churches where I've walked into a church as a guest I've walked into a church as a guest. You walk in, the ushers don't even greet you. Don't even say anything to you. They look at you like you're trash, like you're garbage. Then I've walked in predominantly Korean churches or predominantly Caucasian churches. I've walked I've walked in because I had a friend who went to that church and they invited me and I got tired of them harassing me and telling me, please come to my church. So I finally came one Wednesday night or Sunday morning and I go there. And then the 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 Caucasian ushers or the Korean ushers or whoever's greeting the door looks at me like I'm about to rob the place and I'm dressed nice. I'm not dressed there with a hoodie on and with Trayvon Martin on my shirt. I'm sitting there trying to, you know, walk in. They look at me like I'm about to rob the place at gunpoint. No, sir, there's not a that's not a gun in my hand. It's a Bible. New King James Version. So discrimination, favoritism and partiality, sad to say it was there in the in the Apostle James in his time and sad to say it's still going on now. Still going on now. Prejudice, discrimination is still going on now. He says, have you not shown partiality, favoritism among your? How many times are you going to close this door? I pray, Lord, hold on. I pray for this demon of distraction who keeps opening and closing these doors and trying to distract my listeners and distract me. Lord, I pray silence them in Jesus name. Amen. And see you, ladies and gentlemen, when you got things going on, you got to just pray. You got to pray sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? And I pray that this individual that keeps opening and closing this door on purpose. I know that the Lord is going to convict you and you will stop in Jesus name. I have spoken it. So anyways, he says that have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? So here it is. You know, we've, we're now in 2019 and you've got people, homeless people. They want to go to a church or, you know, they just want to hear the word of God. I was active in homeless ministry in downtown Atlanta for three years and uh, I was all down there, you know, all up in downtown Atlanta. All up in all up in the different neighborhoods, and we would have retreats, and I would pick up the guys from the um, the Union Mission, and uh, I would take them to this Lutheran church, and we would have Bible studies there and things like that. And I remember a, a lot of times we would take we would have these concerts with the homeless guys, and we would take them to um, you know different churches, and it, you you could tell they would walk into the church, and people would scoot scoot over, they walking by people people wouldn't even want to shake their hands, wouldn't even want to be near them. That's crazy. Just because this individual. And I mean, they didn't come in there dressed homeless. I mean, they were, you know, they had on some 
you know, what nice little clothes they had. But I mean, you know, it was just some people. The thing is, is that they're they they have these stigmas in their mind. Oh, if I touch him, I might get AIDS. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to get AIDS because you keep messing with those dirty needles after you go out of church. That's why you're going to get AIDS. You're going to get AIDS because you keep messing with those dirty prostitutes, even though you've got a good job and a good home and this and that. But, you know, the thing is, you don't you can look at somebody and say, oh, they're homeless. That, that means they have a disease. No, my brother, you might have the disease with your Versace uh, uh, shirt on and your Rolex watch. No, sir, you have the disease. And after you die, that homeless person that you look down upon, they'll still be living. And still be singing about the graces and glories of God. And see in this country. Money and status. And not only in this country. It's all around the world. Money and status. Is what separates people. That's what separate. That's what really really at the end of the day. Separates people. And see the thing is. Is that I'll never forget. I don't I don't want to bring that up. I'm not going to I'm not going to bring that up. I'm not going to bring that up. Anyways, he says, have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Verse five, he says, listen, my beloved brethren. He says, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? He says, but you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? Which is very true. He says you can look down on a poor person all you want to. But he says, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? That rich, that, 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 that poor man sitting on the side of the street with that can in his hand, just sitting there. Or that poor man sitting right there who might be addicted to meth or addicted to cocaine. You don't know. Who he truly is in the kingdom of God. You don't know. Yeah that man might have been an on fire preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He might have went through a divorce. In order to ease the pain of disappointing himself in his divorce. He turned to drugs. But you don't. God didn't give up on him. Just because this world gave up on him. Just because his family gave up on him. That doesn't mean God gave up on him. And you don't know his status and his rank in the kingdom. Man, I used to be down there in homeless ministry every week and I would meet guys who I would meet some guys that used to be millionaires and got hooked on drugs and lost it all. But still talked very, very intelligent and very proper. It's just they were hooked on drugs and 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 down bad at a very, very low, low time in their life. You know, I talked to some guys they had mental issues. Um, I talked to a lot of guys who were, you know, they just in a deep, dark depression and just gave up on life. But the thing is, is that this world would look at them as their trash. But when I looked at them, I saw jewels in the rough. I saw diamonds that hadn't been properly cleaned off. Jesus, he says what? Through the Apostle James, he says, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? He says, but you have dishonored the poor man. You dishonor the poor man. And especially in this country, in the United States of America, we dishonor the poor man. Dishonor him. Because in this country, it's all about capitalism. It's about being a self-made man. 
It's about I don't need nobody. I got rich. I got to the top on my own. It's about securing the bag. It's about getting this money. It's about I don't need nobody or anything. I can get this on my own. I can get this money on my own. I'm rich. Look at me. Don't you see I'm dripping? Don't you see what I got on? Don't you see what I'm driving? Huh? No. No. We have dishonored the poor man. He says, do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts. Do they not blaspheme the noble name by which you are called? So the Apostle James right here is talking to two, the congre- congregation members saying, you want to uphold and show favoritism to the rich, but they don't even believe in the God that you believe in. They blaspheme his name. Look at Jay-Z. He calls himself Jehovah. Which is blasphemy of the name Jehovah. Which is Jehovah. Jehovah is a derivative, really, of the word Yahweh. Which is God's holy name that he revealed to his to his children. During the Exodus. And the thing is, is that Jay-Z, you got all kinds of different musical artists. The Rolling Stones, the Beatles who have blasphemed the name of Jesus Christ at different times. Uh, also, if you would like to, there's a uh, some great DVDs called The Truth Behind Hip Hop. Uh, they've got like 12 different ones by uh, G. Craig Lewis. You can look them up on YouTube. Uh, check them out, his podcast and his videos. Man, they're great. And he has a series called The Truth Behind Hip Hop. I've got the first the first six DVDs, but um, he's got like 12 different DVDs. And I mean, he goes deep into the African-American community and how our musical artists have disrespected and blasphemed uh, the name of Jesus Christ um, through their music and teaching our youth to do the same. That's why we've had a breakdown and a disconnect when it comes to a younger um, African-Americans coming to Jesus Christ. It's not so much about them being woke. It's about the it's about the music and the message that's been pumped to them through their music. But then also you've got to look at the bigger scheme in the 1980s, um, especially in 89. I think when George Bush Sr., when he said uh, we're, we're now implementing and it's the start of the New World Order. One of the New World Order plans is that they want to eradicate or take away Christianity they they named out Christianity but they want to take out all religions but mainly Christianity and that they want they want it to be um, a one world religion that the government created which is nothing but setting up the seat for the Antichrist to be worshipped so the thing is is that you know the Christianity is the way, it's the truth and the life. Jesus Christ, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. No man can come into the Father except through him. And the rich, one of the ways that they get rich is through blaspheming the name of Jesus Christ. Once you get into higher, higher circles and higher, higher secret societies with all kinds of rituals that they do behind closed doors, but they have to openly blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ in their songs. That's one of the ways that you get rank and that's one of the ways that you let the, the, the secret society know, hey, I'm down with you by discrediting, by blaspheming, mocking and disrespecting Jesus Christ in your arts form, whatever that may be, whether it's music, whether you're a um, um, 
whether it's music, whether you're an artist, no matter what it is, whether you make movies. It just is what it is. Take some time. And then there's also a um, website. Let me see if I can find it. Give me one moment. Give me one moment. Because, you know, these shows, I don't I don't rehearse it. It's all it's all. Uh, let me see. The show is called the 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 um, the website is called. Um, let me see. It's called like Valley. Let me see. Valley. I can't even remember the name of the of the there's somebody calling my home and uh, they're probably calling because they want me to get in. They, they're probably calling because they uh, they might. Let me see. I can't even remember the name of the, sh- the the name of the website. I'm trying to look it up. I can't even remember it, man. It's called. Oh, oh OK. Yeah, I figured it out now. It's called Vigilant Vigilant Citizen. Hold on. Vigilant. Let me see. Citizen. I'm typing it into my phone. To give you, give you guys the website because I've looked at it before. Yeah, it's called the Vigilant Citizen, or you could just type in Vigilant Citizen. That's V I G I L A N T C I T I Z E N dot com, and check out that website. And I have learned so much information from that website too. So check out G. Craig Lewis on YouTube and then also look up the Vigilant Citizen. They might have a YouTube page, too. But I know if you check it out in Google, Vigilant Citizen, um, man, check out that information and you'll see how the rich blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ through their rituals. You ain't got to believe me. Do your own research. Do your own research because I've been researching and studying for years. Now, anyways. He says, do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? He says, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He says, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. Then he's going to explain it to us. For he who is God. He said, do not commit adultery. He also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So he says, so speak as so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen. So he's saying, you know, yeah, you, you, you shall love your neighbor as you, as, you, as you love yourself. He says you do well. He said, but if you show favoritism, if you show partiality, you sin. You sin. It's a sin. So the thing is, is that you can't look, you can't, you can't be at work. And all individual comes in looking nice and, oh, I want to be around that individual. But then another individual comes in and that, you know. That, that that's going through some situations in life. I might not dress as nice. So I don't want to be around them. I don't want to. That's partiality. That's favoritism. And especially when it comes to the church. Oh, you know, we want to be with those who are making money. We, we, we don't want to be with the ones who not making money. And see, what I've seen in my life is that and I've seen this plenty of times. You have individuals come to a church. They broke. They're not making money. You know, they 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 just went through a divorce or, you know, uh, had cancer, spent a lot of money, spent all their life savings and they're broke. Right. Go to the church. They start 
uh, learning about the Bible. They start reading the Bible on their own. They start praying. They start start a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They get saved. They start tithe. They start offerings. They start giving up the little money that they have. They get they, they get another job. Then all of a sudden they start moving and growing in God. And then all of a sudden they start making money, making money, making money, making money. Then all of a sudden their attitude change. The people that was down with them from the beginning, they don't want to hang around them no more. They say they have a poor mentality. You know what they start doing? Hanging around some of the richer people in the church. They forget about the people who held them down when they didn't have no money. They forget about the people who held them down when they didn't have gas money. They forget about the people who held them down when they didn't have groceries in in their home. They forget about them. They say, oh, I don't want to be with them anymore because they got a poor mentality. And then what happens? They hanging around with these rich people. And then what happens? All of a sudden, their business that they started now, they're entrepreneurs, they start a business. All of a sudden, guess what happens? They're not making no money no more. And their money slowly, slowly dwindles down to the point that they're back where they're started at broke. Then the rich people, they see, oh, wow, they're not making money like we thought they was making. That means you can't be in our social group anymore. That means you can't hang out at our home anymore because you're not on our, you're not on the same financial level. You got to go. So they don't want to be with them no more. Then what? They start trying to hang back out and hook up and, and hang around with the people that they hung around when they first joined the church, when they didn't have no money. But then those people, they see who you are. They see who you are. Why? I saw a quote the other day. It says, when a person shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Believe them. So the thing is what? You started making money. You showed me who you were. Huh? You showed me who you were. I don't want to be around you no more. So that's the thing. I've seen it. I've seen people broke. They come to a church. They start making money, become entrepreneur. Now they don't know you no more. And then all of a sudden, they, they, something happens, an accident happens or whatever happens. They can't make money like they used to or their clientele leaves. And now you back on the same financial level that, you, that I am now. Yeah, I might, not, uh, I might be making what? Let's say I'm making $34,000 a year. And then all of a sudden, you start making 80000 a year. Your mentality shouldn't change towards me. I love you for you, not because of the money that you're making. But people change, man. I've seen it. People change. And then what? God, who blesses both the rich and the poor, who blesses both the evil and, 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 and the good, he watches all. He sees all. And the thing is, is that he knows what you're going to do before you get the money. He knows. He knows you're going to beg him. You're going to pray. You're going to cry. You're going to scream. Oh, God, get, open up doors. Do this. Do that. But God is so good. He still blesses you. He still opens up a door that no man can open. Why? Because he loves you. Even though he knows what you're going to do. He knows you're going to forget about him. He knows once you start making that money, you're going to what? You're going to want to become a Freemason. You're going to want to what? You're going to want to become an Eastern star. You're going to start rubbing shoulders with those in the community. He knows you're going to then want to become what? A Knights of Malta. You wanna, you're going to want to become a Shriner. He knows. But he wants you to make the right decision, not the wrong decision. 
Then all of a sudden you start telling people, I don't even believe in Jesus Christ no more. I don't even believe in him anymore. I got here on my own. Then all of a sudden you get sick. You get struck down with a sickness or disease or your wife or your spouse gets struck down with a sickness or disease or your child gets struck down. Now your networking skills can't help you. You got all the money in the world, but that can't help you. The doctors can't save your family members. It's only one that can save your family member or you get struck down, have a stroke or a heart attack. Now you can't move the way you used to move. You can't talk the way you used to talk. People don't want to hang around you no more. Why? Because you're not you're not cool no more. You don't have no more swagger. Then your business starts to take a hit. Now you're losing money and you back humbled. Not humbled as in your mentality, but your life has been humbled. You've been brought down low like King Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel. But unlike King Nebuchadnezzar, you don't lift your eyes and say, the Lord God, finally, I see my wrong. And he's the one that gave, gave me my kingdom. You know what you do? You say, if God was truly real, why did I go through this situation in the first place? And you die. Doubting God, blaspheming his name. It happens all the time. People start off well. Oh, they start to race off good. But as soon as they get a little money. Then as soon as they start getting in circles that they couldn't afford to get in before, they lose their way. But that ain't no surprise to God. He keeps giving you opportunities. He keeps sending people your way. He'll send an angel your way. He'll let things happen to try to get your eyes back on him. But that money got you blinded. Mm, 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 mm. Brother James says. If you show partiality and favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as a transgressor. Mm, 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 mm. He says, for judgment is without mercy. Verse 13, he says, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Show mercy to the poor, man. But also show mercy to the rich. You got some rich people who they don't even know who Jesus Christ is. Pray for them. Pray for them. You know, just because a person got money, that don't mean that, that you know, they're stuck up or this and that. It's a plenty of people that got money. They're some of the most beautiful, humblest people you've, you'll ever meet. You know, so let's not, you know, you've got people who have a stigma in their mind. Oh, they're rich. That means they don't know God. Or that means they, they, they sacrificed their soul to the devil to get it. no. They just mean they sacrifice their time to work hard. You understand what I'm saying? Not everybody who's rich uh, took a blood oath and, and killed a baby and sacrificed a baby on an altar with a pitchfork and, and, and did all of that. to No, but a lot of them did. <laughs> and if you look at vigilante, the vigilant citizen, and if you look up G. Craig Lewis, the true fine hip hop, you'll see. So the thing is, is that let's not show partiality, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not be at church and try to rub shoulders and be with the rich. You know, let's show love to the rich and let's show love to the poor. And let's remember what James said. He says in verse five, listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? Understand that just because you see that 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 homeless man. Yeah, he might be homeless right now. 
at this time. But when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, he'll own a nation in this new heaven and in this new earth. He'll be sitting with a crown on his head and a scepter in his hand. And you might walk up to that individual and say, hey, could you help me? Hey, could I need you? I need you for something. And the tables will be turned. Understand that. Understand that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes back and he makes Jerusalem his capital. And it's really going to happen. This is not a fable. This is not, I didn't read this off Aesop's fables. It's in the Bible. Read the book of Revelation. Understand that a lot of people who are poor right now. A lot of people who was going through a lot of pain, they will be ruling and reigning with the Lord Jesus Christ. They will be sitting in thrones by his side. It's really going to happen. I promise and I guarantee you. I love everybody. Y'all be blessed. God bless you all.